When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 289, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, God created you to be the solution for someone else's problems. Somewhere, someone is waiting for you to step into your greatness. Now, joining me on today's show is Lithia, Lithia Owens. Lithia is the founder of Audacious Faith Movement. Love that. And she's recognized as an international speaker, best-selling author, Bible study teacher, and certified coach. Now, she is ranked number eight among the top 30 brand gurus in the world. And she's committed to helping women grow their faith and their business. Now, Audacious Faith is a community that is dedicated to equipping women with biblical principles, business strategies, and the support that they need to successfully live out there and fulfill their purpose. Now, on today's show, she's going to share how to identify your non-negotiables so you can stay on track, so you can stay focused and in alignment with God's given purpose for your life. She's also going to talk about making God your CEO, which stands for Chief everything officer and how that will radically transform your life as well as your business and she's also going to talk about living your purpose and pursuing your passion welcome to the show oh it is my pleasure i am so excited to join you this is such an honor because um, of the audience that you have and the reach that you have i'm just so excited to have an opportunity to share with your listening audience today. Oh, look, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show too. And before we went live and started recording, you were saying how amazing it is that we can connect from opposite sides of the globe. We have got a heat wave here in Melbourne, Australia. You are in, I don't know how many inches of snow, so I've got a snow day, we've got a hot day. So if we mix the two temperatures together, we should come kind of equal in there and have a good balance. But that's the joy of uh, this incredible technology that you can then share with us your insights today just share for us if you would audacious faith um, what what uh, prompted you to start this was this something that you felt called to do or what was your journey oh my goodness so I was laying in bed right <laughs> and kind of dozing in and out and I began to dream but it was different than any other dream um, and it was it was kind of more like a vision right and I saw this huge stadium with purple and blue lights and the music was amazing. The worship music was just riveting to my soul. And as I looked around, I could see signs in the audience. Women were holding up Sydney, Melbourne, Uganda, 
you know, Montreal, you know, oh, Dubai. Wow. And I'm like, what's this? And as I looked closer on stage, I saw the world's best worship leaders, mm. the world's best faith teachers, the world's best business teachers. And God was showing me a conference that I had never ever attended before and couldn't even have imagined would exist, right? And I'm like, wow, that is awesome. And so when I woke up, I immediately went online to start trying to find, you know, because I thought God was directing me to go find mm -hmm. this community so that I could be a part of it. And I started digging and I started looking and searching and I realized that it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that God was actually calling me to actually build this. And I was like, yeah, no, because being very open and um, very transparent with you, with you, Anne, my husband and I, a few years earlier, had gone through a very, very rough patch. Mm. And I felt like the enemy just attacked us. And what I was so afraid of is that if I said yes to God, if I said, yes, I'll do this, that I would become a target. And that my marriage again would become under attack. And mm. I just couldn't even fathom mm. having the strength and the fortitude to be able to go through that again. And so everything in me was doing this when God was calling me. And I was like, no, let me transfer you. I think there's someone named Anne um, Marie in, in um, Melbourne. Maybe I can transfer you to her or someone else, anyone else mm. but me. And for three months, I wrestled with the, with the Lord doing this. Like, no, God, like, surely not me. Like, surely there's someone, oh, there's someone that else was supposed to do this and I'm supposed to help them. Yes. And God said, no, I called you. And what I came to is the realization and the commitment and that I would rather spend the rest of my life and eternity mm. uncomfortable mm. in discomfort, yet in the will of God, than to spend the rest of my life in comfort outside of the will of God. Yes. And when I came wow. to that realization, that's when I decided that I would say yes. And I'm so glad I did because God has created within Audacious Faith, a community where, where we're all about teaching women how to have collaborative covenant relationships. Mm. Women know how to gather well, Anne, but they mm. don't really know how to to, to do life well together, how to love no matter what. And God is calling us with an audacious faith to create a space where you can come and learn how to grow your business and come and learn how to develop your faith. Because women that I meet and talk to, they're trying to, to really build a better business, but God is trying to build a better woman. Mm. And if they become a better woman, guess what? Yes. And Marie, they'll have a better business. And that's what people don't realize. Mm. And so with Audacious Faith, we have this movement of really helping women learn what it means to develop collaborative, covenant, Ruth Naomi kind of relationships where I will love you no matter what, mm -hmm. because the realization is, is that we're messy. Mm -hmm. we're, in, we're flawed. You know, we're people, individuals and women, we're, we're messy. It's, yeah. it's hard. Right. And so we need people who will love us no matter what. We need people who will be a mirror to us and to tell us the truth and love. And I find that that's um, difficult for a lot of women. And the women that are a part of Audacious Faith, many of them have told me, Anne-Marie, mm. that they don't have anyone in their life who they feel will love them no matter what. Mm. That they could tell them whatever they're thinking and feeling and, and just be real about who they are and where they are and still feel like they will be loved no matter what. Wow. And uh, God has given us the grace 
the anointing and the favor to be able to do just that. Yeah. Wow, I love that. And I think uh, your story just segues beautifully into what you really wanted to share more about was how to identify your non-negotiables so that we can stay on track, we can stay focused and in alignment with our God-given purpose. Now, something that I've heard many a time over on uh, this particular podcast with many of the guests and, and things that I've read is that often uh, there will be a calling on our lives and for those of us who don't don't respond God seeks out people who are willing to say yes and you know for you it took three months so someone may be going through a season in her life or even his life where they feel called yet there's apprehension there there is real fear there let's speak into that so that they can boldly step forward and say Lord yes I have no idea how um, but I know that you have me what are some insights you can share today yeah, and I think that um, that's why developing an intimacy and closeness with God is so important mm. because there are some things that can only be revealed to you in solitude and quiet and stillness. And oftentimes when we are in discovery, we're a little anxious, we're um, sometimes flail, you know, flailing or we're in movement, mm. but learning how to just be still in the presence of the Lord and to actually seek him. Um, I'm teaching a Bible study right now on fervent for, based on Priscilla Shire's book. And oftentimes what I find in prayer is we will go to the Lord and we will talk and tell him our requests and share with him our burdens and what's on our heart. Mm. But then we get up and go about our day. Mm. Don't learn how to be, you know, many of us don't know how to be still in the presence of the Lord and allow him to deal with us, yeah. to awaken in us that which he's placed inside of us that needs to be stirred up a little bit so that it can come forth and we can share it with the world. And so um, there is a boldness that comes, that wells up on the inside of us when we become crystal clear about whose we are and about what it is that he's called us to do. Mm. And so as I have found that as I've gotten crystal clear that the Lord really is calling me to do this, that he has not brought me this far, mm. bring me this far. Like this is just the beginning of where he wants to take me. And there's, there's always a next level. There's yes. always a next level. And so if we are open and we learn to hold things loosely so that he can put add in add unto us right mm -hmm. and so that he can take away those things that are not um serving us anymore right yeah. that i think puts us in a position to be able to receive the insights and the strength and the courage that we need to be able to say that yes so i've learned to really get in touch with with the Holy Spirit that dwells within me and mm. to seek to discern whenever God is speaking to me. And I've gotten to the point of just learning to be disciplined. And whenever there's a nudging of the Holy Spirit, my answer is just yes and amen. Mm. Yes and amen. I don't know how. The how is not my, my problem. The how is not part of what I have to do. Mm. I just have to know the what and the when mm -hmm. and God will help me with the how, yeah, right? And that. so that goes back to faith. And we talk about audacious faith. You have to have faith in order to be able to trust God with the how. Yeah. To be able to say yes without knowing how you're going to create a movement. We have this vision of creating a 25,000 woman movement within the next six years. Mm -hmm. And when I said yes to God, Anne-Marie, I had no clue mm -hmm. how we were going to do it. But I have a very, after a year of walking with the Lord and allowing him 
to speak to me and to um, give me clarity, I am extremely clear exactly on how we're going to create that kind of a movement. And, and when I talk about collaborative covenant relationships, let me just show you how God just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. He says, when we have 25,000 women who understand the power of collaborative covenant relationships, number two, women who understand their worth, and then number three, women who know how to generate substantial wealth using their gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. We have within our community the power to make one of our sisters a best-selling author just like that. Mm -hmm. So we will become a force to reckon with and, and the world will have to contend with this bold, courageous, audacious group of women who have the audacity to believe that God is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will yeah. do. Yeah, wow powerful absolutely powerful you know as you were sharing that you know getting still it's so so true because so often we will we will come to the lord as you said with with the things that we need support uh in and we will say you know often we'll pray you know your will not mine then we sometimes there is a, um a challenging of that character because as you say there are sometimes um, aspects of who we are that he wants to strip strip away so did you mm -hmm. find that when you said yes there was still some some growth because sometimes we we expect that when we say yes to god everything is going to be rosy but that is not often the case as our character is being shaped so did that occur to you or and what was your story and what are some insights you can share because that can be often where the enemy comes in and again we can get disappointed distracted disillusioned so what are some things you can share here yeah so the the beautiful thing that i want people to understand is that when you say yes to God, when he reveals this calling or this purpose, or he asks you to move forward in a direction, <laughs> your deepest, deepest level of joy will come from your yes and amen. Mm. And that yes, and, and Marie, here's the, the challenge, that yes will break you. Mm. After I said yes, you know, I thought the enemy was going to attack me in the area of my marriage, right? But that's not what he did. Guess what? The doctors found three tumors in my body. And I and my dad ended up having a, a surgery that he was supposed to get out of the hospital the next day, spent five months in the hospital. I had to airlift him from Georgia to St. Louis wow. so that I could take care of him because I couldn't, that they did two failed surgeries in Georgia and he was in ICU. And I, they wanted to do a third surgery. And I said, they're going to kill my dad if I let him let, let them operate again. And so I brought my dad here while I'm trying to deal with surgeries of having tumors removed and, mm -hmm. and so forth. But here's the thing that, that, that I want our listeners to hear is that saying yes will break you, but it will also make you. Mm -hmm. Because the woman I am today, just a year you know, from that experience is a woman who has seen the move of God in the, and, and I live in miracle territory because I've seen God, God move with my own eyes. I have laid hands on my father and prayed over him and watched him week by week for them to take tube after tube, eight tubes in his body. They took tube by tube out of his body. And my dad is now 75 years old, back in Georgia, wow. driving himself around, living on his own and loving mm. life when several times they told me that my father would may not make it through the night right and so the the thing when i talked about being in discomfort right that process is a blessing because it is god 
pruning mm. and, 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 and helping us to shed things that still need to be dealt with and addressed. And when I was at my lowest point and I cried out to the Lord, Father, help me. I just don't understand. I don't know if I can do this. You know, help me. And, and, and God said, you have, ex I've given you what you need. And I said, what? I don't understand. And then that's when audacious faith came back to me. Mm. And I said, oh, to get through the season, I must walk in audacious faith. Mm -hmm. And so then I was able to become laser focused on, you know, studying the word and, and, and seeking God and just getting close to him and giving him back his word and, mm. and believing him for for the healing of my own self and my, my father and all of my reports came back negative. No cancer in my body, tumors removed. I am healed and whole and, you know, walking and just loving the Lord. But who I am today is a stronger, better woman because of the process that God allowed me to go through. That was the making of me. Yeah. And wow. that's what we have to understand. It's the process. And I just say, I have to keep telling myself, trust the process. Yeah. Just trust the process yeah. because you trust the creator. Yeah, absolutely. Something else that, um, you know, that has become very much apparent that even in those, you know, those valleys and the struggles is to be thankful. And even in the Bible, we said, you know, thank God for every single situation. Did you um, find it easy to find gratitude in, in those, you know, when you were on your knees and kind of saying, Lord, what are you doing? Because that can be difficult, can't it, to, to just be so grateful, even in the midst of a trial? Yes. But There's important. a saying of this man who said that he was discouraged and he was, you know, downtrodden and depressed because he had no shoes and he walked miles and miles and miles and didn't have any shoes and and then he met a man who blessed him and said, have a blessed day today with, with fervor and with excitement and with joy. And he looked down and the man had no feet. Mm. Right. And so in the process of believing God for healing for my father, believing God for healing for me, I realized that I met with and sat with and saw people who my father was in several hospital rooms and some of his roommates didn't make it. Mm. Right. And so I realized that every moment that we have um, in this in this in this fight, right, um, is a blessed moment. Mm -hmm. And so I found it easy to be thankful to the Lord for what we had. Most of us look at what we've lost or what's taken away from us or um, um, what we don't have. And what God allowed me to do is to see what I do have, that I had the that I had the opportunity to walk with my father in a way that that some children don't get to walk with their parents right mm -hmm. i got to, to sleep at the hospital with them walk with them minister to my father who didn't really have a strong relationship with the lord and i would tell my father i said daddy you fight i pray you fight i pray we're a team mm -hmm. and he said yes we're a team except that one night when he he was he was um, paranoid and he was mad that i was going to sleep at 11 o'clock and i said daddy you know what's wrong and he says you know you need to stay up and watch watch these people i don't trust them they might try to kill me yeah. and i said daddy they're not gonna try to kill you and i said remember we're a team you fight and i pray and my yeah. daddy said we used to be a team i've just experienced yeah. um how blessed i am so it's really about reframing it's a yeah. choice that we have to look at our situation from a perspective of being blessed and, and from a perspective of gratitude, mm. even though it looks 
hard or it feels hard or it is hard, there yeah. is, it could always be worse. Mm. It could always be worse. Yeah. And it brings us right back to what you were talking about before around that audacious faith. Sometimes it is waiting uh, or he is waiting for us to, to have faith that whatever happens is his will and in his, his hands. Um, and getting to that stage where we can just surrender. Once we get there, I think we can then experience a peace that we just couldn't get on our own, even in, in the best of our days. And we, of course, we know uh, Jesus is, is, is that peace. Let's talk about making God our CEO. It will radically transform your life and business. You've already given us some great examples. Personally, sometimes it can be difficult running a business and allowing you know control over to God because for many of us in business, there's things to do. But again, we need to, to learn to surrender. So what are some things that you've learned and applied and, and that have you've seen radically transform your life and business? Yes, Anne-Marie. Um, I would suspect that many, list, many um, in the listening audience have done what I've done, where um, for many, many years I have, you know, leveraged and utilized my training, my schooling, my experience, um, my resources to build a business. Mm -hmm. And then I would go and pray and say, God, please bless what I'm doing. And I'd go and I'd build this business. Lord, please bring us more clients. And I go and build this business. Lord, please, please. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I had success Anne Marie in, in that process. Like I, 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 you know, built a million dollar company and, and I have multiple companies. I have a company for each of my grandchildren that will be their gift on graduation day from college. So I am a serial entrepreneur. But, our, but in building Audacious Faith, this is the first time ever that I feel like I've done it the right way. And so instead of building something and then asking God to bless it, I said, Lord, what do you want me to build? And then I built what he, he told me to build. And when you do that, you know it's going to be blessed. And that kind of takes me back to like the non-negotiables that we were talking about a little earlier. Like I had to get to this place where, and I've learned, I, I actually developed my non-negotiables when I was laying flat on my back, recovering from surgery. And I said, you know, I, I gotta shift my life. And, so, and I gotta live it in such a way that anything I say yes to, number one, is in alignment with God's calling on my life mm -hmm. and it honors the purpose for which he has called me, right? Mm -hmm. And then number two, it must it must be in alignment and for my well-being, meaning mm -hmm. that my health and wellness and, um, and honoring my relationships with my husband and my children and my, my friends. And um, it must also support the lifestyle that I desire, which is a lifestyle of and it's so it's I, I get emotional when I think about it because my life before was a life of frenzy and you know busyness and now Amory I live and work and flow what I call this favor and flow of God where the effort it takes to get the things done that need to be done are no longer so strenuous and so burdensome on me mm. that I'm yeah I'm still you know you know I'm still working and it's still work, but there's a very different feeling that I'm experiencing in this stage. And I have the lifestyle of, of being able to do work without it being a stressor yeah. 
and a burden on me. And so those are my three non-negotiables. It has to honor God and the calling that he has in my life. It has to be in support of my well-being and it has to support the lifestyle that I desire, which is one that is more in favor and flow, mm-hmm. not fear and, and frenzy. Is this going to work? Okay, I got to, you know, this, I, I just can't work like that anymore. I don't want to ever work like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so when I made God my chief everything officer by, by seeking his guidance and saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? Not just in... in what I've already built, but in, in building and reshaping and rebranding or whatever, mm. just saying, Lord, what is what what is your what is the work that you have called me to do? And really surrendering my heart, my soul, my mind. And the hardest thing, Amory, for me who's a type A person, my aspirations. Mm. I had to surrender my aspirations and highest ambitions to say, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. And the most beautiful thing happened when I did that. The vision and the dream and the the calling and the purpose and the business that God wanted me to build all along is so much more beautiful, Mm -hmm. so much more rewarding than what I could have ever built myself. Yeah, yeah. Because I trusted him, because I trust him now as the CEO, my chief everything officer Mm -hmm. in my company. Yeah. And I think also, too, one of the things that we often uh, neglect to consider is that he knows who we are. He knows um, how we best operate. And so often we have an idea of what we are wanting and how we determine, you know, and, and define success. However, how many times do you hear of people that have worked really hard in their business and then ended up closing it down or walking away? because it just wasn't what they expected. Or as you said, that was so much busyness and overwhelm that it impacted other areas of their lives. So um, you know, sometimes in some seasons, the Lord's actually holding us back because he says, look, if you go down this pathway, I know where this need, where this is going to end up, which is why it's so important, as you say, to make him first the, the CEO and ask him, what is your will so that we can get in step with him and continue down a path that we know it is going to end up where he desires, but also a place where you say we are in flow, we're using our gifts and talents in a way that we can impact where God wants us to, to be. Have you found that to be true as well in your situation? Absolutely. God is sovereign. And here's what I have had to come, again, me being the type A personality, right? God means business. When God says do something, he means for you to do it. Mm. And I have had um, what I would consider one of the biggest failures in my career um, last year because I didn't do what God told me to do. Mm. I got what that, I, I took what God wanted me to do and then I did it my way. Yeah. And what he showed me is that you can't take what I'm telling you to do, do it your way and expect the results that you desire right? Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work. And so being very transparent, the Lord kept telling me that the season that I was moving into required me to up my study. Mm -hmm. Like I needed to study more. I needed to to um, spend more time with him. And um, I'm like, okay, Lord, I will, I will, but I'm planning this big conference. So I will, I will, I will, Lord, but I'm planning this big conference. So I couldn't, I just couldn't find the time. And I'm going to say some Amory that I have never told anyone. I haven't shared this to anyone, but I, I need people to hear this. Mm-hmm. So I hosted this amazing, huge, the world's largest virtual Christian conference for business owners, 62 wow. speakers from around the world. And when it came time for me to speak, 
even though my audience said, oh, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. In my spirit, I, I felt empty mm -hmm. because I had not spent the time that God asked me to spend with him for me to be full, to pour out. So I felt like I was going mm -hmm. like this, you know, <laughs> and, and there's usually power when I speak and I'm used to feeling God's presence and the anointing flowing through me. There wasn't anything flowing anywhere. Mm. And, and what I learned that hard lesson, Emery, is God says, I mean business. Mm. And if I say something, I mean it. And there is a consequence to not being obedient to what I'm asking you to do. Yeah. And so sometimes we experience failure and then we want to quit. Like I could have just been like, I mean, Emery, we put thousands and thousands, like tens of thousands and tens of thousands of dollars on the line. Yeah. And we were expecting to recoup, you know, six figures multiple times over mm -hmm. in sales. And I'm gonna be very transparent and say we had two people sign up. Oh, yes. <laughs> and what I realized is number one, we weren't ready for the, you know, mm -hmm. the huge audience because there were still, I'm just being very transparent mm -hmm. and honest. And some of those people who were probably at that conference are probably going to listen to this. But I just got to say that God was still doing a work in me mm -hmm. and what he has created in audacious faith now, like the beautiful plan could have never unfolded until I surrendered and said, your will be done. Lord. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage people not to quit. You know, many of us quit. There's that story of quitting three feet from goal. I don't know if you've heard that, but um, there's this, this thing that, you know, sometimes we're so close and we can't see it, mm -hmm. but we're so close to the goal line, but we quit or we give up. Yes. And um, what I, I want people to realize is that um, tenacity and resilience is just a part of entrepreneurship. It's a, it's a, a thickness, a, a layer of skin that you have to develop and you mm. have to press on. You have to get up after you've been embarrassed or you, you know, I mean, I was, I was to my team. I mean, how do I go tell my team we had two sales? Like, how mm. do I, I have this whole team of people who've been rooting for me and just, how do I go say we had two sales? Like, how do you do that? Right. Yeah. But, but what I've learned is humility. Mm. Humility is how you do that. Yes. And you say, you know, you be, you, you're real. You just be real with people. And so I've learned that when I show up and I'm real with God and with people, then they can love me and support me in a way mm. that matters versus me trying to act like everything is okay yeah, or yeah. act like I got it all together because I oftentimes don't have it all together. Yeah. And so we are a work in progress. And I just want people to realize that um, you can never get from where you are to that amazing brilliant place of excellence without experiencing failure along the way. Yeah. Failure is not who we are, as John Maxwell teaches us. It's something that happens to us. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep that in mind. And it's just an opportunity, again, for me to learn a lesson, for God to refine us. And Andre and I, my husband, who's my handsome hunk of chocolate, mm -hmm. who's in business with me, we spent three days on the couch. Mm -hmm. We would sleep and then we would talk. And the first day was like very contentious. It was like almost like, you know, pointing fingers about, well, you didn't do this, you didn't do this. Mm. And by the second day, we were like, okay, yeah, you know, we got some lessons to learn. And by the third day, we were like, it's us against the world. The enemy can't stop us, right? Mm. And But we had to go through that process. And so that wouldn't have happened. And some of the things that we've done in our business afterwards would have happened had we not experienced that failure. Yeah. I am better today because of the failure 
that we experience. Yeah, you know, and thank you for that transparency. And I think, you know, if we had a, a table where everyone could sit and share, we all have these stories where we say that was the worst business failure ever. I mean, I've had one of those too, but through forgiveness and, and through prayer and through um, just, you know, surrendering everything to him, that has now become the best uh, I can say it that that worst situation was actually the best because it was then that yes. I said, "All right, you've got my attention now, and we yeah. we can backtrack, can't we? I've done it all on my own, and I have given up, but now I've got uh, I have your attention, you have my attention." And what would be one thing that you would then share if someone especially is coming because we're now, of course, recording this in January and 2018 may have been for some people maybe their worst year because they had uh, some business failure. What would you say would be something that they need to do? And maybe it is spend time in prayer, spend time in the Bible and, and reading those Bible verses to really allow them to live the purpose and their passion uh, aligned with God's will and his purpose. What would you say? What was one last thing you'd want to share with people today? I would love to encourage people to develop a personal faith plan. And what that means is, um, I learned this from Deneen um, TB, and she helped me create a plan that's connected and in alignment with my personality for how to study the word, mm. how to build my relationship with the Lord. So she may tell someone else who's, whose personality and their interests are outdoors to take walks and connect with nature. That's not me, mm. right? So she tells me to sit you know, on the couch with a cup of tea and my blanket and my journal and pray in color, right? Mm. So there are these tactile things that she taught me to do. But I would just encourage people to, to really get clear about what their personal style is and figure out how to bring that into their study time mm. because what they will discover is that studying the word and spending time with God will become so much more rewarding when they do it in alignment with who they are mm. versus trying to do it like they think we're supposed to do it. Yeah. This is what we're supposed to do, right? And yeah. so I would just encourage people to seek God above all else. Spend time with him. You know, I, I get up at, at five in the morning. I'm a part of the five o'clock club. And um, um, I have several friends who are encouraging me to become part of the four o'clock club. And I tried it, Anne-Marie, yeah. but my biological clock just, it just doesn't, <laughs> I, it just doesn't work, right? So I am still part of the five o'clock club. Yeah. So I can't do what my friends do. I have to do what, what works for me. Yeah but I seek him fervently and I seek him diligently. And so that would be my mm. encouragement to listeners is to seek him, just like seek God above all else. And don't worry about what other people are saying or doing, like seek him and a whole new world will just open up to you as you begin to see God's heart for you and for people. Because what happened with me when I did that, Anne, and I'm just, again, gonna be very transparent. Mm. The first probably eight years of my business, when I looked at a person, it was, can I get them into my program? Mm. Can I enroll them? Right? They were a they were a resource to me to provide for my family. Yes. Now when I look at people, I look at the I look at the heart of who they are and who God made them to be and what he has called them to do. They're a solution to somebody's problem. Mm -hmm. And I look at the heart of the person and I see them for who God sees them as. And I'm I'm able to love them and not even know them, but I'm able to feel a love for them because I feel the love that God has for them. 
when I'm looking at them. And so instead of seeing processes or profits or the product first, mm -hmm. I now see people first. Mm -hmm. And that only happened because I started to spend a lot of great quality time with God so that he could begin to transform my heart, my thinking, and um, um, just how I do business and how yeah. I do life. Wonderful. And so how can people find out more about the Audacious Faith Movement and get in contact with you? Yes, yes. They can always find me online and they can find us on Instagram at My Audacious Faith. You can find us on um, the web at myaudaciousfaith.com and also on um, um, Twitter. If you do a search for My Audacious Faith or, you know, yeah, My, my Audacious Faith or Audacious Faith, you're going to find us. But at Lethia Owens is our Twitter handle. And that's how people can find me online. Also on YouTube, you know, do a search for, you know, My Audacious Faith and you'll find us. We're yeah. all over. And I'm um, just spreading the message that we can have powerful collaborative covenant relationships mm -hmm. as we seek to grow our faith in our business. Yeah, fantastic. Do you mind if um, we finish the show with a word of prayer? Can I pray for you today? I would love that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the time that we were able to spend with Lethia today and how she was able to share her journey, her learnings, her insights and uh, and and her faith journey father we just want to uphold her in our prayers father we continue to bless her vision um, will you continue to um, really allow the women who you have called the greater things in this this year that uh, they will reach out to her find out more about her programs and and certainly her movement too father we just want to pray for the people who are listening and watching today uh, perhaps that they too through the last year have had failures and disappointments in their business father Father, as we were reminded today, this is not the end, but rather perhaps just a testing of uh, our faith. And we just pray that you will continue to support them. Will you continue to draw near to them? Will you continue to give them hope um, and strength that they need as they continue to, to turn to you for, uh, for support? Father, we just want to thank you. We love you. And we ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Thank you yeah, so thank much for you. coming on the show again today. As I mentioned, this is show number one, uh, returning for 2019. And whew, uh, I feel empowered and inspired too. So thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.